You are listening to the Anxiety Wad Podcast. And once I realized that I was in charge of my future by hacking into my habitual thinking, it changed the game for me. And what we try to do, you know, uh, with the show is just to share what has worked for people that um, I know or have worked with or have worked for me personally. I'm your host, Corey. Thank you for joining me on the Anxiety Wad Podcast. Welcome to season two of the show, guys. Uh, host Corey here, excited for what's to come. I uh, got lined up quite a few guests already. Uh, I'm kind of tweaking the format a little bit, going to do some more CrossFit talk, going to talk a uh, uh, single subject matter uh, per episode. You know, I the, the, the question and answer portion went really, really well for season one. And, you know, you guys are always welcome to submit questions and it might um, be an entire episode that I answer those questions. So please, please, uh, please submit more questions. It really helps me kind of get a direction of the episodes and um, helps me be in tune with what you guys are having questions about in your healing. So please submit those. I'll, I'll still answer those and I might even just throw in a question or two uh, for each episode. The other thing you'll notice is that uh, Instagram, uh, we're going to start posting a little bit more statistics, a little bit more helpful information rather than just inspirational quotes and messages like that. Uh, You know, those help. Um, But what I found over the years and what I kind of had gotten away from is the statistics behind anxiety, the information uh, behind what actually helps is, okay, what are the symptoms? Is it really anxiety? Because once you label anxiety as what it is, it kind of loses its power. So what I want to do is arm you guys with stats, um, signs and symptoms, but also things to try. And if I can just kind of continually put that stuff out on social media, it's going to kind of give you some more items in your grab bag to use to conquer your anxiety. So you'll notice that um, both on the Instagram and the Facebook page. I'm trying to get better at Facebook. I'm, I'm not one that really enjoys it. There's just so much neg- negativity on there. But um, I'm, I'm trying to get better at using Facebook as well as Instagram. So that's another thing you'll notice. And then the other thing you probably already noticed was the intro. It's different. Testing it out. It might change. It may not. I'm going to get this episode out and see what it looks like, what it sounds like, and uh, go from there. Another feature you might um, have already noticed is that it'll sound a little bit different. I got a little bit different setup as far as I have a sound box now. So let me know what you think if it's something that sounds sounds a little weird um, or, or any feedback that you might have on season two here. Let me know. I'm always good to get some feedback and kind of roll with things as we progress here. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, one thing I'm going to talk about is a little bit of what I've been doing as far as my functional lifting and CrossFit. And then um, the singular uh, um, focus for the episode is going to be on what I would like to call functional thinking. And I'll get more into that down the road here as we progress. So if you follow me, um, CrossFit.Corey on Instagram, you've noticed that my workout posts look a lot different. Um, I'm doing a little bit more of what is called functional lifting um, with the, the help of my coach, uh, Jess Swanson. She, she recommended that I do it. And at first I was like, nah, you know, I, I'm not, <laughs> I was so 
down the road on CrossFit being the um, end-all, be-all solution for what I was looking for as far as fitness goes. Uh, but I was honestly pretty banged up. Um, I had, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, my back went out. But before that, um, I had a little tweak in my hip. I had a bad knee. My shoulders were blown up. It's just, you know, I'm an old athlete, and so that stuff kind of pops up and rears its ugly head. And so even with doing, um, you know, crossover symmetry, doing a lot of PT stuff for my back, for my hips, um, I still do hip PT, even though I'm four years out from having a double hip replacement. Um, there was just some gaps in my body that needed to be filled. And so um, she suggested it. I thought about it for a few days, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just trust her. You know, she's, I hired her for a reason. Um, obviously it's been working for nutrition wise. I'm down about 16, 17 pounds since I've started working with her. Um, I have one major aesthetic goal is to have abs again. I'm 42 years old and I haven't had abs until since I was, I don't even know what age I was, but it was when I was kickboxing um, from my last bout. I weighed about 205. Um, obviously I had to drop some water weight, but there's a picture of me out there. I still had hair, so that's how long ago it was, <laughs> which has been quite a while. Um, you know, I shaved my head, I think, two weeks after we got our wedding pictures back. And I think we're, you know, we're on our 10-year wedding anniversary. No, 11-year. It'll be 11 years in September, I believe, which is probably wrong. And my wife, I don't think she listens to the episode, so I'll be okay. <laughs> but anyways, the aesthetic one is to have abs by the time we get to Hawaii. And we're right on track for that. Um, but as far as the lifting goes, uh, I, I she said, you know, give me three weeks of programming um, without CrossFit. And let's just see how it goes. And I tell you what, man, she was spot on. Um, my shoulders are good. My elbows are good. Uh, my knee is still, my knee is pretty banged up. But that's more so from being a punter and a kicker. Um, when you kick 200 plus footballs a day for a good four or five years um, when I was trying out for the NFL, it, it has a lot of wear and tear on your body. And especially at point of contact with football, um, it's probably at about 135 degree angle is where the point of contact is. And so I'll find myself throughout the day, um, especially at work, if I'm sitting there and my leg's straight and I try to bend it, it's just, it flares up. You know, I've had um, PRP done twice in that knee. Um, last time it healed a little bit. And, um, I just had it done again. I'm not sure I got to get checked out again, but, um, my, my hips, especially, um, there was some gaps in my hips for my lower back, um, my SI joints and the dumbest thing about my back going out two weeks ago is it happened when I was sleeping, which for all the weights I lift for all the deadlifting, all the cleaning, all the snatches, I've never really hurt my back in CrossFit. It was sleeping. I rolled over and I felt it and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Now it might be a correlate to something I did lifting wise that it was tight or just sleeping weird. But like, man, I, I had a hell of a time getting in out of my car, getting in and out of bed, standing up from sitting down. And so, you know, I went to Dr. Al, um, this guy in town here that does CrossFit with us. Um, I went to him for like four days straight. We went to a trip to Iowa, um, came back, adjusted again. It's feeling pretty good. Um, it's still a little sore here and there, um, but I did do some, do a, a CrossFit workout today, which I'll talk about that a little bit more here in a few minutes. But um, as far as the programming I've been doing, it's it's functional lifting, which is like accessory work mainly is what I would call it. Um, it's kind of like bodybuilding lifting, but it 
it's not really just focusing on, um, I don't know, it's more dynamic than a static focused isolation movement. Um, and so it's like split lunges with my leg up on a, a little platform, four to six inch platform, focusing really on my glute and my hammies and, um, you know, different things like that, that are, are really starting to have help everything else feel a little bit more solid. And so after the three weeks, I went back in and I did a couple of CrossFit workouts and I noticed right away, it was like, oh man, especially with like stuff like lunges or, um, thrusters, things that would kind of, I would have to really be cognizant of my positioning with my hips and my, my body. Um, you know, it wasn't very stable. Um, just being someone that's had a joint replacement, it's going to be, um, mobility and stability issues no matter what, but I noticed a significant difference only in three weeks. And so we're starting the second three week portion here now, um, which I started it this week. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And so, you know, just keep an open mind on some of this stuff. I, I am guilty of thinking, okay, well, it's not CrossFit, but it's been very beneficial. I, I would highly recommend it for any master's athlete out there is to throw in just a day or two of only accessory work throughout the week, you know, and also if you're not doing a rest day, do a damn rest day. Even if you're just going to, you know, ride bike for 30 minutes, nice and leisurely, but take a day off from the gym, man. We, we get so focused on trying to RX or trying to crank intensity, trying to beast mode, everything that it doesn't benefit us. You know, that's how we get hurt. That's how we get banged up, how we get ourselves out of the gym is by not actually realizing that we're master's athletes. We, we're different than what you see on TV, what you see on Instagram with everybody posting their videos. And yeah, I mean, some of that stuff's fun to do. Like you, I can bench a lot, but why, 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 why try to go for more? I'm 42 years old. You know, that kind of, that ship has sailed. I don't need to keep cranking up the weight. You know, I, I used to have this goal of trying to clean 300 pounds. I've been close quite a few times, but I, I took a step back the other day and I'm like, why? Like what, what, it's just going to be a number to brag about really, you know, it's kind of stroking your own ego. And I'm not really like egotistical or anything like that, but it just, and, and it's, it's really been helpful that, you know, I'm, I'm a coach, but like coaches need coaches too. And just getting that shift in a mindset of, okay, just let, let's ask ourselves why we're doing things. And the major shift for me is when I started working with her, I think the first or second weekend, we looked at like my values and, you know, my number one was family. Well, my number two was health and wellness. And a simple question she asked me was, do you think you're going to be able to value your family or have them value enough if you don't take care of your health and wellness first? Like when your health and your wellness are off, are you the best father, best husband, best brother, best person you can be. And I'm very like body mind connection. Like if my body doesn't feel good, my mind really struggles. Now I've gotten good at it because I've been forced to get good at it with 13 orthopedic surgeries over, you know, 20 years here. But it's true. If I don't take care of myself first, it affects everything else physically and mentally. And so like, I really, really trust her in this process. And it's been super beneficial to kind of change my own mindset CrossFit is 100% the most effective thing that I have found. Um, 
not just physically, but mentally. Um, it really was a, a, you know, a catalyst for me, um, regaining confidence in myself. When you're someone that struggles with mental health, whether it's depression or anxiety, your self-confidence is shaken. And so, you know, I found CrossFit at the right time in my life that it was the right fit for me. And I recommend it to everybody. It's not for everybody, but it is for anybody. Anybody can do it. Everything is infinitely scalable physically and mentally, right? You're only going to be able to do so much physically, but the mental benefit is way bigger than you'll ever imagine. And, you know, obviously this, this podcast is mental health, but it's also CrossFit. That's why it's anxiety wad. You know, your workout of the day is not only going to be just physically, it's also mentally. And so the benefits of doing both of those things are huge. And I recommend CrossFit, but I also would recommend not just being singularly focused that CrossFit is the only way. As I've gotten older, I've, I've gone away from that um, black and white type of thinking. I think there's a lot of gray area that benefits people. Um, you know, the community aspect of CrossFit is better than any uh, fitness regimen that I've found, better than any sports environment I've been in. And better than, you know, other than my immediate family, it's better than any kind of um, structured environment that I've been a part of. So there's your support system if you're someone that struggles with mental health. But be open to the fact that there may be a time that you cycle in some functional lifting for beneficial purposes physically. And it's been a rebirth and a reboot of my mentality in training. Um, I, I struggled for a long time to figure out my nutrition. Now, I, I, as you guys have probably heard me say numerous times, I've, I've had issues with my stomach from so many years of pain medication. Um, but another aspect of that is, is I used to not take care of myself. I used to drink as a crutch. And when I would struggle physical, physically, I would struggle mentally. And in between those two things, I would self-medicate. It's probably the best word for it with alcohol. You know, it was a good, quick way to get numb and not deal with what was going on. Now, fortunately, I had some great people around me being like, in this last time that I um, kind of had that battle of that crutch was they're like, dude, you know what you're doing, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon as they brought it to my, it's not that it was like a, oh my God, you're going off the rails. Here comes the freight train. It was just like, it was like a slow, slow leak. Eventually, you know, things are going to fill up with water and someone's like, hey, there's water on the floor. And you're like, oh, yeah, I better uh, clean that up before it starts to flood the whole house. And so the workout I did today was a uh, an anniversary workout of two years of not drinking. And it's uh, I'm pretty proud of it. You know, it's not and it was never really hard. I just stopped doing it and haven't done it since. Um, it's never been hard to quit. But the shift for me is the, the mental aspect of it. I really made a focus this last two years to deal with the stuff that was coming up. So what I try to do is deal with the emotions and then deal with the logical thinking. And so the workout was, um, so it was 18 minute AMRAP for 2018, two power cleans for two years, one muscle up, one handstand push-up you can do stricter skipping and then 18 air squats and so the, it was one one eighteen is the anniversary date 
so it's, it was kind of fun and um you, i tell you what man we did bar muscle ups and those were so easy right now compared to the way they they used to be and and being someone i was 255 I, last time i did muscle ups and i was 252 when i started with jess uh right now i'm right around 237 236 and so just even dropping that 15, 16 pounds, imagine doing muscle-ups with a weight vest. That's what I took off, basically. And so I was just flying up there. Um, granted, it was only one at a time, so it wasn't wasn't that too strenuous. But um, even the, the handstand push-ups, I was doing them strict. And that's not something I would have been able to do uh, for two reasons. You know, having banged up shoulders, that kind of movement is really stressful on your shoulders. But then, you know, again, take off a weight vest or put on a weight vest and try to do a stick, strict... Uh, handstand push-up it's way harder and so yeah me and my wife went up and did that and you know just kind of had I had fun with it and just celebrated I, I think I got up to about 255 on the power cleans and um nothing too crazy I think I did maybe nine or ten rounds um so I kind of paced myself and a little under two minutes around and it was real fun so anyways that's what I've been up to uh, and I'll probably keep doing the functional lifting and adding in a couple of CrossFit workouts a week now that I'm used to uh, the different training regimen and maybe two to three. I'm really trying to, uh, now that the holidays are over and um, the eating will be back on track. Um, I did actually take, so it was last Saturday and then yesterday I did have some treats. Um, Saturday it was the chocolate covered mixed nuts and it had like little ground up pieces of Heath bar in them. And so I, <laughs> basically straight sugar. I felt horrible on Sunday, but totally worth it. Um, that was the first time I had had some sort of a cheat in six or seven weeks of working with Jess. And then last night we, we do fondue every year. And, um, I had a little bit of the fruit with, uh, it was chocolate peanut butter dip. And so I, I don't feel great from that yesterday, but, uh, the workout helped. And then, uh, I'll, I actually will do some, I think 30 minutes of rowing, um, with only nail, nasal breathing. And so on top of the functional lifting, we do um, nasal breathing workouts. I did try one with CrossFit. I highly <laughs> recommend against doing that because I got super claustrophobic and that could just be me, but um, putting tape on your mouth and trying to do a CrossFit workout, it sucks. <laughs> it was just, it was so hard, man. I, I just, uh, I, I don't recommend that to anyone. So yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. Um, we, we do Ramwad at night. Um, we're starting that again tonight. And um, still doing my back PT. I got chiropractor again on Friday. Um, I'm gonna try to maintain doing the back PT throughout. I don't know, maybe the next six months even. I'm try I'm really trying to because you know what the the hip physical therapy. I really focused on doing that. I did that for two years straight, and even before I started like quote unquote squatting. Um, when I started squatting, I used a high box and just went down about six inches and then I would gradually lower the box and put like plates on top and so I could regulate my depth. And so I really took my time with that, but I did not take care of my lower back when I was doing those types of movements or the, the rehab. And so uh, my back is playing catch up. And so I'm, I'm just actually surprised since my, you know, in the four years that I've had my hips down that I haven't had more back issues. Um, it, di it did get really fatigued when I would do both um, like kettlebell swings and burpees and then like a barbell pulling movement from the ground. It was just, my back would just lock up and I knew that it was fatigued, you know, obviously. And, um, I just didn't expect it to kind of go out quote unquote. Cause I 
really have never had too many back issues. So anyways, that's it for uh, what I've been doing with my body. But let's talk functional thinking, right? I'm sure you've heard the quote, how we do little things is how we do everything. And so with, with the theory that I'm working on and the concept that I'm working on with functional thinking is you take these things just like functional movements and apply them to your regular life. How cognizant are you of brushing your teeth? Not really. You put toothpaste on and you just go to town. You probably have a little routine that you do, but it's become second nature, right? Well, the reason that is, is that you've done it long enough and often enough that you really don't have to think about it, right? At one point, like you, mom had to be like, okay, brush your teeth. And we do this with our kids all the time. Like keep brushing. And, you know, next thing you look over and their hands are on their toys or wherever they're at and their hands aren't even on their toothbrush. Well, we keep reminding them. And eventually they're just going to grab their toothbrush, put toothpaste on and go to town and not even really think about it. But there is that time of the functional development of the habit that we have to keep reminding them to keep brushing their teeth. And so when you look at your mind and your continual worrisome thoughts and your fearful thoughts, there was a point where those weren't as habitual. There was, an, there was a point where they weren't such second nature, right? It's just, boom, we're already there. We're freaking out. We're riding the roller coaster. We're going downhill. We're running so fast downhill that our shoes are flying off. Well, it wasn't always that way. There was a point where that um, type of thinking was a functional development habit, right? We developed that habit over time because we started spending so much time on it and it's all of a sudden second nature and we don't have control over it. And for me, and you probably heard this in the intro, this is the biggest concept that I've learned over time is that once I realized that I was in control, I was in the driver's seat of my habitual thinking. And I was in control of my future if I could hack into that habitual thinking and change it. It changed the game for me. Like once I figured out, okay, I, if I look at my thoughts as a habit, well, what the hell? What if I just research the crap out of habit breaking, developing new habits, changing habits? Or if I was just more um, mindful of the way I'm thinking, it's going to change things. And so what I try to do now is I work so much on positive thinking and not in the fluffy bubbles and rainbows type of way, but it's like I work on in the moment when a negative thought comes up, I don't allow myself to let that go. Like, okay, well, yeah, that sucks, but what is the good part of it? Or yeah, that you feel that, but what's the truth behind that? Why do you feel that way? And so I take a little function into it and I, I allow myself to dissect that negative thought or that negative emotion before I just let it go. And so I'm, I'm training myself functionally to, to deal with the big things. How you do little things is how you can do all things. How you deal with little thoughts is how you're going to deal with big thoughts when the you-know-what hits the fan and someone in your family is sick. Someone in your family has an accident. One of your kids gets sick. Something happens to one of your kids. 
Now, I've done enough time under tension that when that type of stuff happens, I don't really panic. I mean, my heart races, you know, it's my kids. Or my heart races, yeah, you've got cancer. But functionally, I've done the little things well enough and analyzed the little things long enough that it's not a huge, major reaction. I've trained myself that second nature is, okay, yeah, but how do we deal with this? Okay, yeah, but what are we going to learn from this? Okay, yeah, but they're okay. Okay, yeah, but it's not stage four. Or yeah, but they're going to be okay. Yeah, but you're going to learn this from it. And so functional thinking, I want you to think about that concept. How am I doing little things? Am I allowing other people's thoughts, other people's actions to ruin my day? You need to ask yourself, well, why is that? The answer is probably going to be you put too much weight on what other people say and their opinion. You've heard me say it on the show, your opinion matters, other people's don't. You may think it does, but in the, like the grand scheme of happiness, other people's opinion of you does not matter. And you can read this anywhere you go on self-help books, but the most freeing thing is once you let go of what other people's expectations are for you, you know, what your expectations are for other people, you know, we, we spend so much time on wanting people to be the way we want them to be rather than the way they're meant to be. I want you to think about that. If you're someone that worry so much about other people's opinions are we trying to change them to be the way that we want them to be or is it more fair to allow them to be the way they're meant to be now they may not be the way you want them to be but if they're living honestly and true to themselves there's not much you can do about it and in that vein there's not much you can do about other people's opinions anyways you know, it's, we don't have the Jedi mind tricks to just wave our fingers and change someone's mind, unfortunately. But we can control how we react to what other people say about us, what other people do, how they make us feel. And if it's something that they make us feel something negative, be like, whoa, whoa, let's look at that. Why do, they, why do I feel that way when they say something? Am I giving them my ability to change my thoughts? to tweak my emotions, or to think through the process of why that actually bothers me. I'm giving them the power. When I'm the one that creates my own power, I create my future, I create my own destiny by learning functional thinking on things that I deal with from day to day. And so this thought, this concept of functional thinking, I want you to think about it. And I want you to take the small things in your life and apply them to a bigger scale. And how that looks is, for me, when I decided to quit drinking, I was asking myself, like, do I really wanna keep feeling this way? Obviously, no. What, what benefit am I getting from doing this? The answer was none. And this is a pretty easy um, Thing to see and you know obviously if, so you're someone that uses drinking as a crutch you should probably not do it but now let's say that i'm still drinking and something heaven forbids my cancer comes back i really don't have much room 
because I'm off the rails already using drinking as a crutch, I don't have any room to deal with that kind of emotion. I'm going to go deeper into that drinking, right? I'm going to go deeper into the things that are trying to hurt me and I'm going to want to numb that. Rather than being proactive and removing the thing, like drinking, that is not serving me, but is actually hindering me for when something big comes up. So let's say you're someone that puts a lot of weight on what other people say about you. If they actually do something you are worried about them doing, you only have one place to go. And that's into rage and anger. Now, if you allow what they say to bounce off you and go away, yeah, they might do something that pisses you off, but you're going to bounce back really quick. And so if you think about this on a continuum, so a continuum is like a half arch, half circle. On the right-hand side of that circle is happiness. On the top in the middle is contentment. And on the left is sadness. Our goal is to go from sadness over the arc towards happiness on a daily basis. And we practice this functionally because if that practice, we can take into every area of our life. And so the more that we step ourselves over that arc, the better we're going to do when things try to knock us back down the other side of that arc. Does that make sense? I really hope so. Um, it, it's been a game-changing thought process, a game-changing game habit that I've developed. And so with habits, you can develop good ones, just like that tweaking the dial of your thinking on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. And so what I want you to do is find those small things in your life that you might struggle with that don't seem like a big deal and practice with them. That's your tip of the day is practice with the little things. Maybe it's, you know, not hollering at your kids to brush their damn teeth, (laughs) you know, it's being like, hey, let me show you how to do it. Grab your own toothbrush and show them how to do it. You're going to be happier. They're going to think it's cool. And it's a better way of thinking. Okay, you're not doing it right. I'm not going to holler at you to do it. Let me show you how to do it. And that concept of showing your children a better way of doing something can work for yourself. For me, it's like you were drinking to numb the both physical and mental pain you were doing. Let's try to be proactive, get healthy mentally and physically, so you don't need that other thing. Let me show you a better way of doing this. And I've replicated that in different areas of my life. So it's functional. It's taking a concept and applying it to multiple areas of our life. Just like functional movement and CrossFit applies to different areas of our life. Functional thinking. It's going to change the game for you guys. I promise you. Season 2, Episode 1 is done. Please let me know how you guys like this. Please let me know if there's anything else you'd like me to cover. And please, please, please keep coming back. We're going to keep figuring this out, guys. I promise. We'll see you later.